0: This week's episode is brought to you by Uncanny Creative. Jordan, what's Uncanny Creative? Uncanny Creative connects talent like copywriters and designers with Utah businesses who are in need of a little extra help. Let's say you're in marketing and you're working weekends on an upcoming brand refresh. The problem is you're a few designers short and you can't spare any of your time to shower, let alone find freelancers. All of our creative talent are pre vetted by industry pros and ready to get to work. And because we handle time tracking and invoicing on our end, you can try out different creatives until you find the best fit. No commitment, no awkward breakups, no creepy LinkedIn stalkers. You can visit uncannycreative.com to learn more.
1: Well, I'm going back to you. Welcome to Utah Famous, a podcast about the people, places, and history that make Utah so unexpectedly awesome. I'm Sarah. I'm a Utah transplant with Canadian roots. And I'm Jordan, and I'm a Beehive State native.
0: Sarah, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, but we talked about scone cutters a couple. Yeah. Yeah. A couple episodes ago, I guess, I guess it's been a while. A but you went there, of, yeah, it's been
1: right? A while. Re- like in, the- I went to the one in Sandy. They all look like they're closed, and then you pull up there, and you're like, "Oh,
0: oh, you're, you're open. open. This is yeah. weird." Um,
1: well, yeah. the one on Twenty First South in
0: uh, Sugar House, I thought was closed because I had driven by it. Cause, yeah, they all and look it, closed. It just looked closed. No one was there, but it it is burning down like right now. <laughs>
1: Or, like, already down. did.
0: There's like pictures of firefighters, like, you know, hosing it off.
1: What happened? Do I we know? don't know.
0: Because I thought it wasn't even real. So, <laughs> well, one, it's like you have like, you know, pots of. Hot grease with teenagers running it. So, <laughs> odds are. Yeah. And then the other thing is, if it was closed, maybe it's like a meth lab or something, and it just like, we're going to oh. find out. Maybe it will, the, the mystery will unfold the next couple yeah. days.
1: Maybe people have just been... Hanging out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happened. But there also were some crazy fires kind of by you. One of them. Yeah, we couldn't... See it because I am a little farther back, but okay. it was pretty close. And like I know people that live over there that had to be evacuated, and so Ugh. that was scary. And the Traverse Mountain one, that one was scary and then there was too. One like, yeah,
0: on Traverse Mountain was that one? Is was it like right
1: behind the outlets? I is think so. yeah, was? like Lehigh. Yeah, and okay. so. They both got like super close to people's homes. So, luckily, I think maybe one house in the Saratoga Springs one got damaged. damaged. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong about all this information, but, or it got burned down. And so, and that's. Super tragic. Um, yeah. I saw some like fences that yeah, were that like vinyl sen- yeah.
0: fences that just completely melted. Yeah. That's terrifying. I like, I can't even imagine where like I and I, I don't think they had much warning, right? When they had to, yeah. did your, the person
1: that you know, did you talk to them at all? So it's my husband's friend and he was talking to them. Yeah. I think it kind of developed pretty quick. Yeah and because they sent a picture of like all these cars on the road trying to get out you know right but cuz there was there's like one way out of there i think the opposite direction was closed and it's fire season which is always a scary season it's so scary and the 4th of july is happening I this know. will air after but
0: i hope everyone stays really safe and yeah
1: doesn't do anything stupid I know. And we can't have fireworks in our neighborhood, and they put signs up reminding people of that. But, of course, every year, somebody does something. Someone does it. Can you even have just, like, the store cheap ones? No, there's no fireworks allowed here. Okay, okay.
0: I don't know about... I I mean, we've always done like the flowers or something. If yeah, I think so, and I know people have just always do the big ones too around here. So
1: yeah, so Um, we'll we'll watch other people's fireworks from afar uh, from our house, um, and that's about the extent of fireworks for us.
0: Yeah, I think West Bountiful. I heard they are going to still do their firework show. You yeah. can't go to like, it's like at the golf course. You can't actually go to the golf course. Yeah. You or right. of course have to, you know, everyone has to stay in their cars or like find another place to yeah. go. So everyone's spread out. But um, we might go do that. But with the sun, the sun goes down. <laughs> My poor daughter, she like is going to bed and she's like, the sun's still out. Like, why <laughs> am I going to bed? And it's, I don't, fireworks would, I mean, I, they always have to start really late, but I forget that. And then I'm like, I don't know if I can handle my kids staying up so late. I know. I can't. I'll just say that. I can't handle my kids. (laughs) We'll (laughs) just put them in bed and then we'll find a spot where we can watch them. Yeah. But, yeah, kind of crazy. The NBA announced... My voice just cracked like I was literally a 15-year-old boy.
1: <laughs> the NBA announced... I'm so excited.
0: They're going to start games again. Are playing... I mean, they announced this a while ago, but yeah. I, I, we haven't talked about it. And the Jazz, you know, Twitter and subreddit are going crazy talking about it, excited. Um, but they... I can't remember. It's I think it's July 20th is when they start. They're going to just oh. play in Orlando. All of the teams are going to oh. Orlando to play in an, an arena without fans. Weird. It's going to be so weird. I don't... It's going to be weird. You're going to be able to like hear all the swear words probably <laughs> cuz yes, everything is no, mic'd. They'll no have to like fan sp- to fans to drown you out. Yeah, totally. It'll be funny to he- see if you can hear them like talking to each other cuz they're always, you know, talking yeah, smack yeah. to each other and uh it'll be interesting, but that um huh. is some fun news. Um Uh, Now I think they're gearing up to start. But that will be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. This will probably be the year the Jazz win. And that well, probably not. But if it is and then (laughs) everyone will be like, you guys just won because of coronavirus. (laughs) And then like no one will care. So I kind of wish I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad they're going to continue it or whatever. Yeah. But I also just kind of wish they would just wait till next year, because I think that whoever wins is going to be like, yeah, well, congrats, you won on this really yeah, weird year, because yeah. I think they're only taking like the top, I don't remember, 10 teams or whatever, they're not like oh, wow. starting, so it's kind of like a playoffs, I think.
1: Oh, don't, okay. Don't
0: quote me on that, I don't totally know, but
1: okay. anyway, tune in for
0: all you jazz people that already know this information, and I'm just telling yeah. it to nobody.
1: <laughs> You're telling it to me, because I I'm, I'm telling I it to you no so clue. you can watch. Yeah. Well, we'll see.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, Jordan. <laughs> you can know what's happening, and yes,
1: then I, can be aware. I will tell you about yes. how it plays out. Yes, that sounds good. Anyway, all, yeah, right. Anyways, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm ready to dive in. Okay, well, so, like, about, oh, yeah, like, a week ago, I headed down south with my two girls and our babysitter. She came with us. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. So, fun. so we visited Pando. And we briefly, yes. yeah, we briefly mentioned Pando in the Utah state symbols episode, but Which in my mind, it's like Pandora in Avatar. It's just like this. <gasps> oh, weird... I didn't think about that. It's like very magical. <laughs> yeah, um, not quite. But um, how far away was it from Salt Lake? It is about like a two three maybe a three-hour drive okay we we have heard of pando but this week i'm gonna do a little bit of a deep dive so for those of you who are like what are you talking about i had (laughs) no idea it's just kind of a weird name
0: yeah it came up in the symbols um episode because we talk about the that quaking aspens yeah and then you so, were like and i and
1: i briefly said pando and you knew all
0: about it so i'm yeah. so glad
1: you went i was yeah i'm glad i went too it was cool but so okay pando is a clonal colony of individual quaking aspen trees determined to be a single living organism by identical genetic markers and assumed to have one massive underground root system. So I'm going to break that down a little bit because that was pretty intense. Yes, what does that mean? So a clonal colony is a group of genetically identical individuals, so such as plants or fungi or bacteria, that have grown in a given location, all originating vegeti- vegetatively, not sexually, from a single <laughs> ancestor. So, oh, although because, wow. like, many plants reproduce sexually through the production of seeds, right? So right. They, seeds get spread around and things grow. Okay. Um, but for this, reproduction occurs by underground stolons or rhizomes, which is like an underground plant stem in some plants. So above ground, these plants most often appear to be distinct individuals, in this case, trees. But underground, they remain interconnected and are all clones of the same plant. So that's that's what a clonal colony is. (laughs) Okay, so they didn't spread because of seeds. They just spread through like a root popped up and then a tree grew. Yeah, it's like a giant root system, and they're all connected together. So they're all wild plums of each other because they're from the same root system. And I think some aspens do come from seeds. seeds. Okay. I think just in some cases it can be um, it can be this. So, so it's quake. basically like one giant plant. Yes
0: wow isn't that crazy i had i didn't know i had no idea that that's like that trees could do that (laughs) yeah i know right
1: it just it's fascinating so quaking aspens or technically Populus tremoloids i'm probably saying that wrong loitus who knows Mm -hmm. are the state tree like we talked about and if you like look at a map of where these trees are located in utah it's like right down the middle, north to south, so basically on the mountain ranges or near the mountains. Also, side note: Canada is full of quakey aspens. <laughs> Just a little FYI for you. Um, okay, because you, you know you, Canada. Because you know that. Because I've seen them. I saw it on the map,
0: anyways. But but, but they're not they're not single one single organism there they are from seeds in canada
1: i think in the ones in canada are mostly seeds if i have that correct okay or at least they don't have as many
0: from one yeah they don't have as many clone it's not as military
1: like clone, yeah. clone wars <laughs> uh, clone A armies smaller clone war perhaps yeah got um, it so it's commonly called Quaking Aspen, but it has a bunch of other names that people call it that it goes by. So Trembling Aspen, American Aspen, Mountain or Golden Aspen, Trembling Poplar, White Poplar, and Popple, which is my favorite, um, as well as other names, but they're all the same tree. So if you hear any of those, they're all talking about the same Oh wow okay um the quaking aspen is the most widely distributed native north american tree species growing in greatly diverse regions environments and communities it occurs like i said across canada through the united states to mexico in a variety of habitats wow quaking asp yeah isn't that crazy yeah like you yeah, you just Like where it think. gets really hot and where it's cold and where it yeah, snows. Yeah, like all and these different yeah environments. Interesting. Quaking aspen is a tall, fast growing tree, usually 20 to 25 meters, which is 65 to 80 feet at maturity, with a trunk 20 to 80, 80 centimeters, which is eight inches to two feet seven inches in diameter. Records are. 36.5 meters, which is 119 feet and 9 inches in height. That's tall. Wow. And 1.37 meters, which is 4 feet 6 inches in diameter. And that oh, is wow. a thick tree. That is. For, for an aspen, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The bark is relatively smooth, colored greenish-white to gray, and it's marked by thick black horizontal scars and prominent black knots. So, like, there's uh, up Provo Canyon, up past Sundance, there's Aspen Grove is the location. And if you do the alpine loop, you'll see a lot of aspen trees. And people often, like, carve into aspen Mm -hmm. trees. And because it turns like black, and you can really see it, yeah. Um, after a while, and there was some like that in Pando too, which was a little sad. That people, <laughs> of course, designed everyone has, to, yeah, to, they have to leave carve their mark. their initials in a Pando tree. Anyways, the leaves on mature trees are nearly round. They are four to eight centimeters. Um, in diameter with small rounded teeth and a 3 to 7 centimeter long flattened petiole I think I'm saying that right which is like the stem of the leaf (laughs) we've all heard that right in Mm biology so young trees and root sprouts have much larger nearly triangular leaves so the leaves will be 10 to 20 centimeters for the young trees okay so that's the tree. Pando is also known as the trembling giant. I don't know if you've heard that or going no. around, but that's another name for it because they're really tall, but they're skinny. Mm. I I guess tremble and the leaves tremble like I don't know. Oh yeah, okay. And it's and it's one big organism. Is Located in Fish Lake National Forest in central Utah. It's about a mile southwest out of Fish Lake, the lake, um, on Highway 25. So as you're driving in, there is a sign that says, Entering the Pando Aspen Clone. And as you're heading out, there's a sign that says, Leaving the Pando Aspen Clone. (laughs) So you will know if you're driving to Fish Lake on Highway 25, you will... If you're paying attention to the signs, you will know when you're there. Yeah. The name Pando is Latin for I spread. So, oh. yeah, which makes sense, right? Yeah. It was discovered in 1968 by researcher Burton v. Barnes, who continued to study it through the 1970s. Barnes had described Pando as a single organism based on its morphological characteristics alone. Since then, molecular techniques and methods that have developed have largely substantiated these conclusions. In 1992, Michael Grant of the University of Colorado at Boulder re-examined the clone, uh, building on Barnes' earlier work and claimed it to be the world's most massive organism, and named it Pando. So, wow! The colony, the clonal colony, encompasses 43 hectares, which is 106 acres. It weighs nearly 6,000 metric tons and has wow. over 40,000 stems. Or trunks. Or trees. The trees. Okay. Yes. Which they die individually and are replaced by new stems growing from its roots. And I thought that oh. was interesting. So, like, <laughs> like, next to them? Like, it just... One yeah, will pop if it, up? If it, like... Well, if it, like, falls down. Yeah. Or... New ones will just pop up. Weird. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. The average age of pando stems is 130 years, as indicated Ooh. by tree rings. The roots, however, are 80,000 years old. No. Yeah. So uh, there are other candidates for oldest or heaviest living organisms so it's not completely like ruled out every everything else is ruled out and Pando is the largest organism they're not completely sure and i don't know if you can ever be completely sure but right. there is a large fungal mat in oregon which is nicknamed the humongous fungus um It's a single honey fungus that measures 2.4 miles, so it's a greater distance than Pando um, across the Blue Mountains in Oregon, so that is also a contender uh, for the largest organism. There's also an ancient clonal creosote bushes, I think in the Mojave Desert, um, that are, I as far as i can tell a single organism and there are strands of the clonal marine plant posidonia oceanica Mm. in the mediterranean sea so all these things are also either uh oldest or heaviest or even larger um single organisms right right All in the running? I don't know. I don't know how you figured that out, but crazy. Um, Yeah. There was a study that came out in the journal PLOS One in October 2018 that shows that Pando isn't regenerating in the way that it should. So researchers assessed 65 plots that had been subjected to varying varying degrees of human efforts to protect the grove like when we were out there there's like some fenced areas that are like no one can walk in there Mm -hmm. you know they're trying to just grow some plots have been surrounded by a fence some have been fenced in and regulated through interventions like shrub removal and selective tree cutting and some were untouched the team tracked the number of living and dead trees along with the number of new stems researchers also examined animal feces to determine how species that graze and fish like national forest might be impacting Pando's health, mm. and their findings were pretty grim. In most Areas of the grove there are no young or middle-aged trees at all," said the lead study author Paul Rogers, and he's an ecologist at Utah State University. Pando, he adds, is made up almost entirely of very elderly senior citizens. Oh so, no! Yeah, so it's not of course doing... it like lasts for eighty thousand years but, and, yeah. then, like, 2020,
0: and then like twenty twenty everything we kill it. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> twenty twenty is not. Not our year. Mule deer and cattle appear to be the primary cause of Pando's decline. The animals, yeah, are chomping off the tops of saplings at alarming rates, leaving the Mm. grove with few opportunities to regenerate. But, yeah... Deer really, are the worst
0: in my grandpa's <laughs> orchard. Well, now my dad's oh, orchard. Yeah, yeah. They go through and they eat the yeah, they eat the t- like they the ends everything. of the um trees when they have blossoms on them. I think, or even before. Yeah. No, I think it's like in the more in the winter. I don't remember. I think it's yeah. more in the winter. Anyway, and then and then the fruit can't grow because they bit it off.
1: Yeah. Seriously, Deer. But really, it isn't the animals that are to blame under a U.S. Forest Service grazing allotment ranchers are allowed to let their cattle graze at Pando for about two weeks every year according to the study so hmm. what hmm. Um, why another, there like, I, I there's know, gotta be know. other places there's gotta be weird there's, That's there's a, a lot of wide open spaces out there but yeah um and another major problem is the lack of apex predators in the area in the early 1900s humans aggressively hunted animals like wolves mountain lions and grizzly bears which helped to keep the mule deer in check mm, right and much yeah much of the fencing that was erected to protect protect pando isn't working mule deer just jump over the fences so yep. they can, they figure out a way to get out <laughs> yep. get over it they're jumpers <sighs> as part of the new study the team also analyzed aerial photographs of pando taken over the past 72 years the images drive home the groves groves dire state in the late Shoot. 1930s i know. The crowns of the trees were touching, but over the past 30 to 40 years, gaps begin to appear within the forest, indicating that new trees aren't cropping up to replace the ones that have died. And that isn't great news for the animals and plants that depend on the trees to survive. Um, Yeah. So, there's just some issues. Shoot. But... Fortunately, all is not lost. There are ways that humans can intervene to give Pando the time it needs to get back on track, among them culling voracious deer and putting out better fencing to keep the animals away from the saplings. Um, as Rogers says, it would be a shame to witness the significant reduction of this iconic forest when reversing this decline is realizable should we demonstrate the will to do so? So, yeah, like all I right, said, where's the I, GoFundMe? Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's let's save Pan the Save Pando campaign. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was really cool to go there last week. I mean, it is just a bunch of aspen trees on literally on the surface, um, but it's just pretty amazing that they are all. Connected to each other. I'm sure there's like some deep poetic meaning we could all find in Panda. (laughs) Well, and also just that trees are terrific.
0: Trees (laughs) are terrific. Trees are so necessary to clean our air. I'm sure it does a lot for pollution. And just that, and you know, there isn't a need. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a farmer. I don't know. Like, but there, it doesn't seem, there probably isn't a need to go and interrupt that space. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And at the base of it, it's just really beautiful. Also <laughs> like this, I, I think aspen trees are gorgeous. And so A grove of aspen trees.
0: I saw a picture online of like fall time. So all the trees were yellow. Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. So pretty. I know. That would be such a fun time to go. And I did read that like lots of people from all over come in the fall because it just looks amazing. I can't believe I didn't even, like I
0: said, I didn't even know about it.
1: I know. It's kind of one of these weird things and I don't even know how I knew about it, but I heard about it. And then I think my sister had like texted me about it. Ooh, you should do this for an episode. I'm like, Oh, I've already thought about that. So right, it's, it comes up, but it's kind of just random, but yeah, I would definitely recommend going down there and seeing it. And I don't know. It's just one of these fascinating things that exists here in Utah and how, Lucky we are for that. Totally, totally. But, but yeah, hopefully, you know, the problems can be fixed, and we don't lose this incredible organism because that would be yeah. quite a shame. That's amazing, and there. I mean,
0: um I'm sure they already know what it does for, like, the environment or whatever. But I feel like it could be one of those stories where we lose it. And then later it was like, oh man, only if if we could have only, I know, you know, saved Pando, we could have had like the the cure for coronavirus. <laughs> I don't know something. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be like something that it like yes. there's some reason for it to exist that way. Yes,
1: and the Laura we're gonna, and Lorax miss is gonna it. Come. Yes, and make us all feel bad. Yes, but yeah. Anyways, Very cool. there's cool. a story of Pando. I got my information for this episode from Wikipedia, the Forest Service website, smithsonianmag.com, and bbc.com. Did you go to Fish Lake, too, while you were there? Is that, like, yes. what, is, what is Fish Lake? Is it, like, can you so, go boating and stuff, or is it kind of small? Fish Lake, from what I could tell there are a few places to stay around fish like there's a really old uh lodge type thing and i think there are some cabins and camping and stuff but it mostly seemed to me like a fishing lake like all you do there is fish like oh cool there weren't a ton of people there There's not, like, a beach or, like, a dock for people to walk on or anything like that. It's all boat-related, and maybe I missed it, and I would love any information if anyone has any. Uh, But it wasn't like a, yeah, sit-and-hang-out kind of lake. It definitely seemed like a good fishing lake. I've heard or read stories about all the amazing fish you can catch there, but... We are not fishers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's kind it of like, like oh, a, right. dr- a drive, so it's not like a lot of people yeah. probably, um, yeah, go there. Yeah, and we stayed in Richfield, and so it was maybe like a, I'm pr- going to get this wrong, thirty to forty five minute drive from Richfield. <laughs> And then we went to Capitol Reef the next day, which is about an hour, hour and a half from Richfield, so. Nice. But yeah. Did you see the Richfield airport where the Frisbee
0: guy started? I didn't notice if I did, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I did think It's probably just like a fence around our a field. Frisbee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like one windsock and a driveway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I was thinking about that uh, when I was down there. Cool. And
0: I want to hear about Capitol Reef. We'll have to do another. Yes. An episode about that, obviously. Yeah, for sure. That cool. would be a good episode. Yeah. Would, would you say Pando is just like a one day trip or should you do should you stay for two or three days and do I mean probably do Capitol Reef and everything? How like how much should yeah. you plan if you were going to go visit?
1: Um, I did two nights down there. And for, like, my kids are young, so that was plenty for me. (laughs) Um, But it was, like, there's stuff to do down there. Like, even Mystic Hot Springs is, like, I think in Monroe, which is, like, 15 minutes south of Richfield. Like, there's stuff to do out there. And I know there's other lakes and reservoirs and stuff that you can go to I just didn't know a lot about that area and it was my first time down there um, but I've seen seen a lot more about it since I've been down there it's like oh where where's that oh that was on our way you know so, right right a, a couple days is good if you just want to go see Pando you could probably do it in like a day if you don't mind all that driving the drive right um, because there's just not a lot to do at Pando. Other right, than see the trees. But you can just like go and like walk through the trees,
0: right? There's yeah. some parts where you can't, but you yeah. could, yeah, go and like do a hike for like yeah. a couple hours if you wanted.
1: Yeah, I think there's all cool. sorts of stuff. I don't know if there's camping in Pando, but there was like a road that looked like an ATV would enjoy it more than my mm. car. So yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. But cool. Yeah yes awesome well thanks sarah what
0: yeah what a neat thing that i i mean i don't e- I, I again i probably learned about it in school and i don't remember i had no idea what this was so that was yeah. really fun and um so unique and we should be yeah. super proud of it so i'm glad oh, totally. you taught us about it
1: yeah my pleasure all right well thank you everyone for listening you can find us on instagram at utah famous we have a facebook facebook Page that you're welcome to join we are on Twitter at Utah famous pod and you are always welcome to email us at Utah at gmail.com with comments or suggestions for upcoming episodes or anything else <laughs>
0: <laughs> anything that's on your mind do you know have you been to fish lake have you been to
1: Panda no yeah, I would Tell love us about it to hear those stories for sure <laughs>
0: All right. See you later. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye. Well, I'm going back to you.